Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to be with us today. Please do subscribe so that you get all the latest podcasts delivered to your device as soon as they've been released. Today I'm talking to Adrian Burt and he's the creator of the Marvelous Me app. Now Marvelous Me is different from messaging systems, social media and other solo teacher apps. It involves and equips parents with personal, positive and progress-led news and gives leaders the ability to focus parents' engagement on essential topics and school values, analytics to ensure whole school consistency and peace of mind that data is managed centrally and securely here in the UK under the GDPR. Just before this wonderful conversation with Adrian, here's a quick thank you to our sponsor. I'd like to thank the National Association for Primary Education for their continued support and sponsorship of the Education on Fire podcast. In March, they have a brand new conference which is online called Towards the Balanced and Broadly Based Curriculum. Now, the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on children's education may be perceived as a justification for narrowing the curriculum at the expense of the arts and the humanities. But this conference will explore the case for preserving young children's entitlement to as rich and diverse a curriculum as possible. Dr. Yude's keynote lecture will set the scene, highlighting some key issues and considering some lessons to be learnt from the period of lockdown. The subsequent presentations will focus on classroom practice, providing a spotlight on innovations which have been implemented in school and offering guidance for the future. Now, to find out more about this conference, please go to nape.org.uk forward slash conference. That's nape.org.uk forward slash conference. Hello, Adrian. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Education on Fire podcast. It's um, an absolute pleasure to speak to you, and I'm really excited about covering a topic which we've not actually covered before on the podcast. So, so welcome. Thank you very much. It's nice to be part of it. Thank you. So, let's start with exactly what is Marvelous Me, and, and how did it come about? <laughs> That's a good question. So, Marvelous Me is a very, very simple way for teachers to uh, help parents have better family conversations about school. And it came about through, you know, I wouldn't say I I was a disengaged dad or disinterested dad, but as a commuting dad, I was working in London and commuting back to Brighton. So about 40 minute commute, I'd get in most nights about seven o'clock. And my son who had just started in reception, uh, Billy, I'd say to him most nights, what have you done today at school? And it's a, you know, it's a typical question you see all over the place that you never get a sensible answer. You know, it's normally a shrug. It's normally nonsense. I think in my case, it was not pure, pure ignorance. So I didn't even get an answer. Um, so there's always the same question, you know, what have you done today? Or what did you learn today at school? Getting nonsense. And then I remember once him coming home with a sticker that said Head Teacher's Award on it. And I said, oh, wow, that's brilliant. Well done. What's it for? Well, I don't know. I found it. So I had no idea what the, um, what the sticker was for. So, you know, after three months, I said to my wife, I have no idea what Billy's doing at school. And, you know, that married with my sort of background in education technology for about 10 years kind of stirred the idea. And um, I remember speaking to his head teacher at the time and not having an argument, but we had quite an in-depth discussion because his teacher felt that the communication from the school was really, really good. And... Arguably, it was really good from the school office. You know, they had the normal newsletters, the blogs, the tweets, um, emails. 
and I knew everything about the school and all about the face and the volunteers needed and the calendar events and the payment systems, but had no idea what Billy was doing and no idea what the values were the schools were trying to encourage. So there's this real gap between parent engagement and good school communications. And I think a lot of schools still fall into that trap. But that's what stirred my uh, motivation, really, to, to develop Marvelous Me. Um, and the name came about, I think the brand name's really strong, actually. The, the, the name came about because it's the child saying to their parents, look how well I'm growing, look how well I'm developing from a learning perspective, but also in my kind of character skills and positive behaviours. I love the way you described the um, the conversation with the head teacher. I I have been there <laughs> and, and and had those conversations. And, um, and like I say, when they're honest and frank, and and um, and and it's interesting with that kind of feedback, isn't it? Because especially when people think they're doing a great job at one particular aspect, then when you can explain that from your point of view, it feels different. Not necessarily good, bad, or indifferent, but actually the the result is different than than someone else's exactly. expectation. Then it, it's an interesting thing, I think. It it is, and, and to be honest, I think you know I see it now because you know there is a, there, there is a place for for you know marvelous me as well as in many ways normal school office communications. I mean they do blur, um, but it's. It's interesting how, you know, most school communications is not really about the teacher to the parent relationship with the child kind of in the middle. It's about the school office communicating. And uh, I think it's only really when schools get some, uh, you know, feedback from parents in typically their inspection reports where they say we'd still like more information about our children's progress that some of the school leaders start to you know, realise that actually they do need something that's more specific. And I think the other thing that, that drove me as well was I mean, again, this is a very common trait and it's interesting, actually, because I had the same experience with my son now, Billy, who's just moved to secondary school. So he doesn't use Marvelous Me now at his secondary school, although luckily my daughter does in year three. And just a few weeks ago, the school phoned me up um, and the first thing the school said was, don't worry, it's the school, but you know, nothing, nothing's bad, nothing's happened. It was all about forgetting his lunchbox or something. And um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because normally when parents get a message from the school, it's normally, oh, no, what's happened? And the school normally started with don't worry. Whereas the whole premise of Marvelous Me is as soon as your phone pings, it says your child's done something marvellous. So your instant reaction is a smile. So straight away, you've got parents on the right foot to give them the relevant news that hopefully inspires their continued support. Yeah, I really love that. And I think um, I'd like to know more about the kind of the, the the two way street of it, like say you you get information about your child, and and I I love the fact that this is like can be like a daily event as opposed to we've got parents evening in March or whatever yes, that happens exactly. to be, yes. um, or like you say, or the sticker comes home, which does open that kind of conversation. But in this day and age, of course, you know this is so much obviously a, a, a great idea. Um, so so tell us how it works from a school point of view in terms of how they would set that up and the sorts of things they would put on. And then also from a parental point of view, what they see and what they get access to and, and how much sort of return information they can or cannot send. Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a good point. So it's very interesting. So, you know, my, my premise, you know, really the driving force behind Marvel to me was what, what I wanted and what you know, my research showed me that parents wanted in terms of that positive news, progress-led news about the stickers and so on. And then um, the main thing was making it very, very easy for teachers. I mean, always the hidden concern is have teachers got time to use new solutions. Um, so that was, the, that was one of the key sort of founding principles of making it effortless for teachers. So we deliver that 
in a couple of, well, actually three ways. Um, one is it's a whole school approach, so the setup is done centrally, so it takes away any perceived administration from the teacher, so it's plug and go, basically. Secondly, parents cannot message back yet in Marvellous Me. Um, I'm saying yet because it's always on the back of my mind whether I should enable parents to message back. Normally, when I talk to my existing schools, it's please don't allow that because we want to protect the teacher workload. We want to keep Marvellous Me simple and we want to keep it about the sharing of positive news from the teacher to the parent without risking unnecessary replies, off-task replies and so on. Um, so that said, you know, I have considered allowing parents to message back, but in a very controlled way. So I can talk about that uh, in a bit. So firstly, there's no admin for teachers. Secondly, parents can't message back. And thirdly, I wanted to design it in a way that the teachers could use with the children. So what I found is a lot of teachers now using it in a plenary session. Now, to be honest, I never knew what a plenary session was <laughs> um, until a teacher explained it to me. So when they're summarizing with the class about their day or their session, um, they tend to bring up Marvellous Me on the big screen and it is designed like sending a postcard home and they say to the children, let's send your parents a postcard, let's tell them what a wonderful lesson we've had in maths today. And as a class, they write the message to their parents and they attach photos or videos if they wish and they post it and just like a postcard, it goes home, but it pings on the parents' phone. And the sort of magic is that even though the teacher might have sent the same message to the whole class, to the parent, the alert will say their child's name. So in my case, it would say, Billy has done something marvellous. So it's positive and it's personal. It gets your attention, makes you smile. You open it and straight away without any navigation, you can see the comment by the teacher and a nice icon of the topic that they've been learning. So it starts that conversation as well. So for teachers, you know, a typical teacher will use it two or three times a week, probably for a maximum of five or 10 minutes, but engaging all of those parents with that positive news in what feels in a very personal way. I mean, I think you're right. I think the simplicity and the immediacy, and and I love the the all encompassing, like you say, the fact that it's it's got the children and the teachers and the parents all coming together. And we know that community and I mean engagement is one thing, but I think the feeling of community and everyone being very sort of knitted together in what's going on that brings a whole different atmosphere across the board. I think it do, it does, and, and the other thing as well that I felt was important was. Um, you know, a lot of children only feel that the teacher talks to their parents when it's negative. You know, they tend to be scared of, oh no, the teacher's talking to my mum. And that's why I wanted them to, you know, that part of our training is to really encourage the teachers to use it with the children, because then the children are seeing, actually, great, the teacher's telling my mum some good stuff, and it's regular. Uh, and I think that has a really big impact in the class, even without the core premise of telling parents the actual news. And does it go beyond just the news and those things can they sort of send a message which is more more general sort of not just well done this has happened today but i guess in this in these covid times in terms of that easily getting to to speak to the parents when it was being homeschooled and, and all of those sorts of things fundamentally you can do three things you can send home a message that is specifically about learning and the reason and well i'll explain why we separate them afterwards but you can send them a message that is about the learning or the curriculum you can award badges, which is linking the parent communication to your rewards or your values or your growth mindset skills at the school. Or you can send home general messages and reminders. So the general messages might be, you know, headlines, COVID, newsletters and so on. So, you know, we split the product fundamentally into learning, praise and values and anything else. So to me as a parent, that answered my questions 
what have you been learning today or what have you done? What's the sticker for? Have you got any messages? I mean, that's kind of how it evolved. But then also because we structured in that way, that was me trying to encourage the teachers and the school to tell me more about the learning and the praise and the general messages. And importantly, we give the school leaders a very simple report. And I mean, all that report shows is how many parents and carers have joined up but it shows a very nice pie chart of how much information all the teachers are sending home that is specific about learning or specific about badges. So hopefully a typical pie chart will show, you know, two thirds of its space linked to children's progress. So when governors or prospective parents can come in or, you know, Matt, for instance, the head teacher can say, well, look, this is how we're sharing positive news regularly with our parents. This is how much is about our learning. This is how we're praising children for our important values, but engaging parents at the same time because that home reinforcement is really important. And this is then how we're doing it in every class. So they can break down all of that, uh, that, uh, that statistics by class or by teacher or by house, for instance, so they can track consistency because, you know, as, as well as giving parents the right kind of information without impacting teacher workload, the other challenge for schools, particularly bigger schools, is how on earth do you do that consistently across every class? So you're, you know, you're appeasing parents that might have more than one child at the school or as that child goes from you know, nursery through to year six, for instance. Um, so what we tend to do now is we automatically email that whole school intelligence to all the main class teachers every Monday morning by default so that everyone can see how they're using the system and it acts as a nudge to remind people to tell parents more about learning and maybe pulling people who are being a bit too keen on the badges and giving them out too many <laughs> at once. But it's, you know, that, that's, that's the fundamentals of it. I think you can really start to get a sense of how that's different than having a school app, which often is yes. just having the website in an app form in terms of all that information all in one place. And then you go in and it's just an absolute minefield of information. Um, and and, I, and because it's, it sounds like a dialogue rather than an information centre. Exactly. And it's always kind of one of my gripes because, I mean, obviously there's a place for school apps and there's a place for, you know, texting and the school communication systems. It kind of always grates me a bit that they all position themselves as parent engagement tools where really they're school communication tools. Um, and, you know, in many ways, many school apps are fundamentally a mobile website on a device. Um, so I know they've got places and we, we try and cater for some of that. So the school can set up quick links in the Marvels Me parent app. So you could have a one tap link so parents can go to your website and payment systems and so on. But the fundamentals for Marvels Me are focusing on the positive, the praise and the teacher, whereas most school apps are driven by the school office. And then the other thing, I mean, you, you asked this a bit earlier, but the, the other thing is from the parent perspective. So, you know, we limit parent replies to a high five, which is actually really powerful because it's a, you know, it's a thank you to the teacher and it's a real acknowledgement that they've seen the message and appreciate being kept regularly informed. But it's amazing how many times I hear that parents actually get their children to press the high five button in the Marvelous <laughs> Me parent app because they want the child to feel the joy of high-fiving the teacher back to say thanks yeah. for giving me the badge earlier so that's quite an interesting um, feature that I hadn't thought would be used in that way uh, but also parents can now tick a box so one thing that teachers can do as well as sending general messages and learning activities home is they can send home learning worksheets they can you know use it kind of like a reading diary or spelling book so they could say to their children it's really uh, to, to their Parents, look, it's really important you read with your children this week three times. Please tick the box to let me know you've done it. So they can tick a done box in Marvelous Me 
to at least let the teacher know they've helped out with that home learning or they've done that home task. So again, it's very controlled feedback from the parent to the teacher without jeopardizing the teacher to lots of off task replies or out of hour contact. As a as a music teacher myself, you know, I think it sounds wonderful just that ability to be able to have acknowledgement that you know the parents actually even seen the school reading book or they've spent time yes. with it or it's not just been sat in the bag or whatever and, and you kind of you get a sense over time how all these things work but to have that that immediate yes done or like say or the high five to say thanks for something it doesn't need yes. to be any more than that to kind of give the atmosphere that you need and also like say get the information that you want back as well no exactly the the i mean the the other thing that the app does for parents which i think is very nice and how they use it with their children is it curates a learning journal if you like and also a collection of all the badges your child's had over all the years at primary school so what i tend to do is i tend to star the things that come in because you have like a general inbox but i tend to star the things that i want to show my daughter now that you know what the teacher said so i tend to show her the spelling list that will come through so we can practice those and i show her the head teacher's award or the pot of gold and ask her questions about why was she given that pot of gold uh, badge for instance um, so it's a very nice tool to hopefully encourage parents and empower them really to have those sensible, more meaningful conversations, as well as a lovely keepsake. So at the end of a, well, whenever a parent wants, but typically when their children leave the school, parents can now download a PDF keepsake. It's all very nicely marvellously branded, but it's basically a nice collection free of charge of their children's marvellously achievements. So, you know, I think when Billy left, his uh, Marvelous Me memory book was about 76 pages of PDF of <laughs> all the badges. I mean, it sounds like a loads. And when I, when I show it with demonstrations at school, I'm like, wow, they're going to think this takes up so much time. But over the sort of five, six years, it of being informed probably twice a week on average. But after that time, I'm now left with 76 pages of all the badges <laughs> and all the nice snippets of learning. And yet more importantly, I've been in touch with that every step of the way. Yeah, fantastic. And on a purely sort of practical level is it a question of parents going to um the app store or wherever they they get their apps and and downloading it and how from there do they then access it related to their school and and those sort of practical ideas yes so practically so we we we, you know a typical school setup takes 10-15 minutes irrespective of school size that creates the login credentials for the teachers to use marvelous me and it creates an invitation letter stroke mail merge that the school would send to the parents telling them about the app. And it's a free app for parents to use. Parents would then download the app from Apple or Android or go online on a computer. And they're prompted to put in a special join code that the school provide in this letter and their child's name. So there's two levels of safety. It's all UK hosted and GDPR compliant. The parent would then put in their details. So they put in their email address and their name. So there's no phone numbers. There's no you know, sensitive data like addresses or age or ethnicity. It's literally enter your child's join code, which is unique to the child, your child's name, and then your own email address. And that's how parents join up. And amazingly, the average parent engagement rate out of all the 700 and so schools using it is um, over 90%. And I think that is absolutely driven by the children wanting their parents to see their badges and the nice comments, quite rightly so. I mean, I, I just, I, I just think, I love the simplicity. I, I love the fact that 
I, I think and, I, and it makes so much sense because it's driven by you as a parent wanting it to be a certain way and as a parent I think we could all identify <laughs> that as well so it's that kind of it, you know it, it needs that kind of creation from a from a need and this was obviously a kind of an emotional need as well as an understanding need and a, and a it, chance it, to bond you know. It is, and it's interesting because you know, uh, you know, I've, I've worked for big businesses and, and had a you know a, a nice career, and I'm earning nowhere near what I used to earn or anything like that. And it's been a life changer in so many different ways. But I absolutely love it you know, as a product, and you know, I've shown the same simple demonstration uh, probably fifteen hundred times in terms of school demonstrations and training programs and so on. And every time I show it, I still think, wow, this is brilliant. Um, because it is keeping it simple, it's keeping it fit for purpose, it's keeping it family-wide. I mean, we, I, I learn all the time now, the fact that Billy's now gone to secondary school and his school are using Google Classroom, for instance, as their learning platform, which is great, but that is very much about the school and the child as a learning platform, and that's not what Marvelous Me is about. And interestingly, you know, when I think back of Billy's last year in primary school, well, there was me involved, there's my wife involved and there were four grandparents involved because they had all joined up to Marvelous Me and they were all getting the pings on the phone to say he's just been the, the, the class champion on TT Rockstars or he's been doing this or whatever. And um, that was brilliant. So I remember overhearing conversations that my mum was having with Billy about his education because she had that conversation starter. And now, unfortunately, he's gone to secondary school and they're using a learning <laughs> platform that typically maybe one parent accesses you kind yeah. of lose that whole family-wide contact or, or interest or, or conversation about education. And even more so, I think where, what becomes challenging is then if you've got separated families where, you know, mum and dad might not communicate or not, um, you know, live in the same place, then the chances are only one of them will be getting that input from things like, you know, learning platforms. So I think that's what I'm learning a lot through, through sort of the, the sort of more recent times as my children are growing up and going into secondary school about the importance of keeping the wider family involved in in children's education and i mean that there are two two things i want to cover from that one is the fact is there a, a way and a market to generate a secondary school version or, or for it to grow w with the child as they go through um and and also you mentioned the TT Rockstars. We should talk about that as well, and yes. and your link with those. But but just for, first of all, you know, in terms of you know, can it become a secondary school app as well, and or should it become a sort of child centred app through their entire education? I think there is a scope, and I think I'll probably be very motivated to do it. Certainly, as my daughter moves through the primary school years into the secondary school years. I mean, there's other systems in place, um, but I still think there's a gap for something that is very simple, very positive focus focused and a conversation because a lot of the the apps that I'm seeing through secondary school for instance they are more like apps that are basically a mobile version of whatever the school have in its MIS so you see things like you know their reports achievement points and negative behavior points and so on and it's not necessarily focused around the positive snippet symbol conversation starter so yes I think there is something and I think there is something as well for a wider solution that spans further than just the schooling as well to help family members celebrate and reinforce their children's successes because you know they're learning values and skills whether it's in you know football matches at the weekend or gymnastic clubs and so on and it's how do you develop all of those um, you know through that parent support as well.
yeah and i love that kind of the child is the is the center and the 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 wider importance of your entire life not just your the the, what school school then gives you through that i think that's fantastic yeah um so yeah so take us into take us into your recent developments of the of the times tables rock stars yeah so i can't uh that's a good one actually i can't take credit for that although i would love to um and i've got to say tt Rockstars is absolutely brilliant um but that was driven by again i mean i'm using billy as an example for everything but i guess that that's how it is is during lockdown when um you know the first lockdown out of the blue i got a badge saying billy you're the tt rockstar champion and i thought well that's a great idea and the school had made up their own because you can customize the badges with your loan logos and so on so the school had made their own um tt rockstars badge which looked great and i thought wow that's great and then i thought oh no have i got permission to use that logo in the app (laughs) never the school used (laughs) it properly um but that's what stirred me on and you know they also sent a nice picture of the team score and so on so from that i thought that was really nice because as a parent it was one because he'd been recognized for his work at home on a learning platform so I'm thinking, well, that's great. That's made his day as well because he was you know, trying really hard to, to help his team win. But it also reinforced to me the fact that, you know, teachers are working really hard during lockdown and they are tracking what kids are doing and they're recognising it and they've still got time to praise the children for it, which I thought was really powerful. So that made me think about, OK, so through the pandemic, blended learning has become very popular and, um, you know, learning in the classroom and online platforms and so on. And that made me think about, well, what about blended awarding? So could we encourage schools more to award not just the, you know, the school rewards and the values and the hard work they're seeing in class and in the school corridors, but the things that they're recognising children doing online? So the first people I spoke to were TG Rockstars, because I had a prime example, and Bruno there, the CEO, loved it. So he was very supportive, both on TG Rockstars and NumBots. And then we've also got another... 13 partner products that we've just launched into the system so teachers can pick and choose what platforms they use and have a dedicated um marvelous me badge for that so for instance we've got one for some dog that i was showing some schools today in scotland because that's very popular there we've got one for accelerated reader from renaissance learning and my maths and oxford hour from oxford university press so we're going to be adding them all the time but basically what we're trying to say to teachers is look if you're seeing children do great stuff online then obviously recognize that with a badge and if you're using the proper you know licensed badges that we've got then you'll also be encouraging hopefully parents to further that education on those platforms at home as well yeah no it's uh it sounds fantastic and i and i and like I say it just seems to grow organically doesn't it when uh, yes. out, of, out of these sort of situations and i think and i think that's the really exciting thing yeah so you've sort of described to us that this whole thing was developed from you know your experience of what you wanted and and what you wanted to experience with your children now tell us a bit about what was valuable about your experience of your own um sort of school life and and is what you're sort of doing now an extension of what you wish had happened or did happen in some way or was there a sort of you sort of mentioned about teachers that are really supportive as well as is there anyone there that sticks in your mind too <laughs> well it's interesting really because after talking about positives for the whole of this session I mean my my early years you know through schooling it was you know I wasn't a strong academic I wasn't you know particularly great at school I mean I was very well behaved I always wanted to make my parents proud. And I think that still stems through my whole life. And I think that stems through most children, really, that they want parents to be proud, which is, I guess, part of the Marvelous Me badges. It's about making your parent pride, your parents proud with, um, with that level of engagement. 
Um, my my main recognition and experience of education was more of a negative when I remember sitting in the year teacher's office. Her name was Miss Retberg. Hopefully she shouldn't listen to this. And I remember her <laughs> saying to me, right, these are your options now. I was in the sixth form. She said, these are your options. You are not academically bright enough to go to university. So my recommendations to you would be to go and get a job. So that that was her, you know, they were almost the precise words because I can still remember them. I can still remember feeling how I felt at the time. And I took that on board and I, I went and I got a job. Didn't apply for university because I didn't think I was capable of doing it. And I absolutely hated working in a bank and all the commuting at that, that entailed at that age. And that drove me to go to um, technical college at the time to do a a BTEC in business studies and I found a subject that I was really passionate about and enjoyed and I got my qualifications to then get to university and then worked really hard to go from there. So it was it, it kind of drove me in many ways. I don't know whether that specifically drove me, but it's my last memory of school was, you know, I've worked hard, I've behaved really well, but I've come away not feeling great about my future. And it stirred me to actually then push harder and keep working harder. And I think that that's, you know, so I don't know whether there's a link to that deep down with Marvelous Me because that's all about achievements and, you know, working hard and, and making people proud of you and that kind of thing. But I guess, like I say, the essence is how you feel. And um, and you definitely have the two things hand in hand there, don't you? You've, you've yeah. got your, uh, you've got that I certainly don't want to be doing this and I do want it to be feeling <laughs> like this and I want my children to be feeling like this. So, uh, yeah, exactly, I think that yes. correlation is obviously going to be very strong. Yeah, so there's de- yeah, I'm sure a psychologist would have a field day with all that. There's, <laughs> yes. there's definitely a link there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was the best piece of advice you've ever been given? And can you remember who gave it to you? Uh, I think, I don't know whether it's the best piece of advice, but it's probably, I mean, like most people, my, my biggest influence was probably my dad. Um, you know, probably because he was you know, quite successful, had a good job, good career, and I wanted to be like him. Um, and I just remember him always working really, really hard. And I think the advice, I can't think of any particular slogan that might fit to it, but it's basically, you know, work really hard at whatever you do and whatever you do, try and do it to the best of your ability. Otherwise, why bother? And, you know, even now, everything I do, I try and do the best as I can. And I always try and think at the end of every day, what have I achieved? I always like to achieve something during the day that makes me feel proud of myself for what I've done. What advice would you would you give your younger self now? And and I always think this is interesting because when you are young and you would, if you were given that advice, you'd probably say, yeah, it's not really where what I'm about now or, or where I am. But um, I still think it's interesting for people to listen to in terms of of actually, if you never hear these sorts of things, then you'd never actually um, make any decisions about them. I I mean, I think there's a couple of things there that stick in my mind. One is um, if I was talking to my younger self, it would be really think about the type of career you want that gives you what you want out of life so you know i got caught early on in the you know the the career that was driven by you know financial rewards and and progression through business and so on whereas in hindsight i wish i'd had a career that gave me more control of my time and i think that's probably what everybody wants isn't it but time is you know the thing we've all got so the more time you can free up to do the things you want to do that's got to be the most valuable in life so I think, you know, I was talking to my younger self or my kids, it would be, okay, well, when you're thinking about your career, think about something you're going to be really passionate about and ideally think about something that's going to give you the time to do other things you're really passionate about. And then also just work 
really part of what you do. And you know, unless you are absolutely gifted, then there's no substitute for hard work. I mean, I you know, I I certainly didn't struggle through university, but I didn't you know, I got a, a, a decent degree, but I I literally didn't miss one lecture or one seminar in my four year course, and just absolutely worked really hard to uh, to, to get what I wanted. Yeah, and I think that's um. I think that's really great advice and I think especially like say if you were having that conversation with your kids it's like uh, and I, I say the same thing now it's like you know all the time we've been able to spend and have is if you've all been growing up is because of a conscious decision of our lifestyle and, yes. um, and when and when they they hear myself and my wife who are both musicians talking about you know traveling the world and you know, working evenings and up late and all that kind of stuff it's like you know that was our sort of pre-family life you know and, and we yes. we moved all these things to, to make our life be what it is today and luckily the the, the joy of being self-employed or the the joy of being your own boss is the fact that you have much more control of that than others and like you say so therefore when you're thinking about the types of things you want to do in life or your type of career that's always often a factor that you're not told about so i think that's a, it is yeah it's it yeah it is yeah i definitely wasn't advised that and ironically when you run your own business you probably don't have as much much time as you want but but at least you feel you're in control of it so yeah absolutely um and what resource has had a big impact on your life and that can be a podcast a video a film um anything really but it's really sort of had something which sticks in your mind i mean i would say and probably embarrassingly would say this but for all the right reasons i would say I, and even now, you know, if I'm going out running or you know, I'm an avid cyclist, it would be either watching or listening to the Rocky soundtrack, <laughs> as bad as that might sound. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it, you know, it was a cool series of movies. It was, I guess, you know, the underdog. It was having a vision. It was having a passion. It was working hard to get to it. And... I, you know, I think that's what the, the, the spirit of those films are about. If you take away, you know, the actual acting and everything else in it, but that's what the spirit of the film was about. And, um, you know, I think every time I go and do something sport, if I'm listening to music, it's always the same soundtrack. And I'm thinking <laughs> that's many years on and it's still having some impact with me. So I guess it's that kind of thing, really. Yeah, I love that, and I, and I also I also love love the longevity of these things because you can I sort know. of you know you, you I mean I, this is probably just me, but you know that sense of you know I'm able to still run, cycle, swim like I was when I was twenty, <laughs> and like you say, and the same soundtrack and the same image of who you are, even yes, though yeah. it's a few years ago now. Yeah, yeah. For those people who who obviously want to find out more about Marvelous Me. Give us some well one where they where they can do that and also how it practically works um, from a school point of view because I guess a demo is the way forward to really sort of get an insight of how it works and, and how to go about getting hold of it. Yes, I would definitely suggest going to marvelousme.com. Um, marvelous with two L's because it's a, the UK spelling, so marvelousme.com for lots of information. And I would definitely encourage schools or teachers that are interested to get a free demonstration. And it's not a hard pitch sales demonstration by any shape or form it's more about understanding what's important to the school and me trying to tailor that demonstration to show how marvelous me can help because the one thing that i've definitely learned through running my own business is i really only want to work with schools where i know it's going to make a difference and i'd rather you know make sure the demo was pretty much how the school want to use it and tailored to their needs so that we know they're going to be a good customer and a referral as well 
as opposed to, you know, we've had a couple of schools over the years that have bought it, I think maybe because neighbouring schools have bought it and they haven't really understood what it's about and haven't really tailored it to their needs. And, you know, I hate not seeing people get the absolute most from the system. So the best way is to see a, a, a demonstration. It takes 10, 15 minutes via Zoom and then um, go from there. Fantastic. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and sharing this fantastic app and, and idea, but also for that sort of behind the scenes understanding of it. And it's the it's the reason I really enjoy having these conversations on the podcast, because, you know, your perception of what you see on a website and and an app no matter how brilliant they are, it's very different than hearing the person whose idea it was and, and their sort of understanding and their personality. And hopefully that kind of connection will really help schools um, really get on board and, and, and share with as many people as possible. So thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.